Lord Jesus, we give you the praise. We thank you for what you are doing in our midst. It's the doing of the Lord and it is marvelous in our eyes. Thank you for increase. That we'll be moving forward from where we are. And that it will get better and better. Greater and greater. In Jesus' name. And those that are believing with us shouted a louder amen. Please be seated. It's the first day, the launch. And what I want to do in this service is to just help us to be fully prepared. At least based on what has been revealed to us, based on what we know, based on what God has told us for this journey that we're embarking upon. We want to dedicate the next eight Sundays. That's the remaining Sundays in August and every Sunday in September towards the establishment of these two Sunday services. We had the first service earlier. It went wonderfully well. It was beautiful. And here we are in the second service. I want you to listen to the following things that God has laid on our hearts that will help everyone here and all of us collectively as a church to maximize this time. Number one, the just shall live by faith. This is our month on faith. Our devotional study this month is on faith. We started teaching on faith in the midweek service on Wednesday. You are going to need to engage God with your faith this season. The book of Hebrews said the gospel that was preached to certain people, referring to the church in the wilderness, it did not benefit them. All the good things God said he was going to do. I'm starting a new beginning. I'm bringing new levels. I'm bringing fruitfulness. I'm being increased. He said it did not benefit them because they did not mix faith with what they had. So live by faith. Use your faith. If there's any month you should not miss midweek services this month, the simple truth is you should not even be missing midweek service in the first place. But if for any reason you're unable to physically attend, which is what we encourage everybody to do, you can connect by live stream. And even if you can't do that, maybe there's no data where you are, make sure you watch the service later on demand. Listen to the message. The things we are hearing and the things we are teaching will transform your life. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Live by faith. Number two, God told me that we need to be taking advantage of his presence a lot better. One of the things that happens in a new beginning is God begins to correct you, rebuke you at times if it's necessary, instruct you just so that things can be better. We talked about pruning. That's part of what God does. The Bible said John, in John chapter 15, he will prune you if you are a branch-bearing fruit. And thank God this church is bearing fruit. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? When God sees that you are bearing fruit, he will not leave you the way you are. He will prune you. Some people struggle with that. It's when you are doing well. Not that you are doing badly or you are doing poorly. That's when God will come and change something. He will take something away from your life. And he's doing it so that you can be better. Glory be to God. So God told me that you need to take advantage of my presence a lot more as a church. 
This is how he said it to me. Listen very carefully and pay attention. You have never attended a service in your life. He was telling me, as we are preparing and praying towards the service, you never attended a service in your life where I did not touch somebody, where I did not heal somebody, where I did not bless somebody. It can never happen. And he gave me this scripture in Psalm 16, verse 11. In your, pra- in, in your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. He said, in every of your services. We've said this over and over again, but it's telling us to take advantage of it more. There are blessings, there are miracles, there are healings because we are gathered unto Jesus. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? So he said, teach your people. He said, you have taught them about by this time tomorrow. And there are miracles in by this time tomorrow. And we've seen that. But he said, teach them about now. Somebody's healing is in this service now. Somebody's breakthrough is in this gathering this morning. We've thought about it before. I remember I taught you guys about this acronym, SINS, S-I-N-S. God has updated it for me now. It's now S-I-I-N-S, two eyes. What does it mean? Suddenly, immediately, and this is the new I. Instantly. Hallelujah. Now and speedily. So I declare that every of our meetings is a sins meeting. God is humorous, so sins meeting. The saints are gathering unto sins. <laughs> but it means suddenly, immediately, instantly. And this is what we are going to be doing in every service. You come to service, you are feeling pain before you come to service. As you enter the service, or as they were worshipping, the pain disappeared. Don't leave that service without telling a pastor, something has changed in my body. Or whether it's in your mind. Or whether you got a phone call or an alert that something has happened. Before you go, show yourself to the priest. Hallelujah. We'll be giving you instructions about that as we go on. Point number three on this new beginnings journey. Please listen to this very carefully as well. Take note. Take note of. Write down precisely the things that God is laying on your heart to do. You'll be hearing and learning a lot of things in the course of these eight weeks. A lot of things. I don't know how many keys. There are three main keys I want to share today, but already I've already mentioned how many keys already. And I've not even started my message. And we are talking to thousands of people. Apart from the several hundreds of us that gather here to worship, there are people watching online. So you have to be able to pick your own. And the Holy Spirit will witness to you. This is even part of being sensitive in the service. Pick the one that applies to you. Among other things, we are going to be talking about what we as a ministry have been able to accomplish by the grace of God in almost 30 years since the vision to raise a supernatural army was received by Dr. K. August 1990 is when Dr. K had that encounter with God and received what we are calling King's World today. It will be 30 years next year. God has taken me back. From then, I wasn't there when Dr. K received vision, but God said, I will tell you what happened. We're going to be teaching from those things. What has worked in 30 years. Beyond our own 30 years experience, we are going to teach from the scriptures. Secrets from the beginning. Moses wrote the first five books of the beginning. He wasn't there in Genesis 1-1. He wasn't even there when the book of Genesis ended. But God took Moses back to the beginning 
and told him this is what happened in the beginning. I'm going to be teaching from there. So we'll teach from our own 30 years experience. We'll teach from the beginning of the world. When Apostle Paul came, God gave him revelation of things that happened before the beginning. Before the foundation of the world. He wrote the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world. So look at that. We are going to teach you 30 years mysteries, beginning mysteries, before the beginning mysteries, in a space of eight weeks. Several secrets and manner of secrets will be discussed. Note the ones particularly that God is telling you, particularly instructions. Tailor fit your instructions and your revelation. How many of you are like me? Most shirts I buy, the sleeve is sometimes too long. Are you, are you like that? Or am I the only one? So I have to send it to the tailor. They will take off one inch or half an inch. That's what to do with revelation and instructions. That's where many people have challenges with God. What they are taught, they can't apply it at the office on Monday morning. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. And finally, this morning, before I get into the word, the fourth instruction for now, I will quickly reiterate, number one instruction is you should live by faith. Number two, take advantage of God's presence much more than you've been doing. Be sensitive and move with God. Number three, take note of the specifics God is telling you, speaking to you about, dealing with you about. Number four, this morning, focus. Look at a neighbor this morning and scream to him or her, focus. Focus on the establishment of these two Sunday services. Don't be a foolish son or a daughter. Solomon said it's a foolish son that sleeps during the harvest. This is an opportunity for us to gather things that God has made available to us. We are making more room. We want to establish these two services. We have started now. We are trusting that God will establish them. What do you mean by establish them? Come back one year, two years, three, four years from today. We will still be running multiple services. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. We've been doing multiple services in King's Ward since our Thomas Alacos Street days. Since then, we will never go back in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. Build with Jesus. I will build my house and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Listen to these two scriptures, particularly that God gave us. I've shared this with our leadership. So you, the congregation, listen. Matthew 6.33. This should guide your actions in the course of these next eight weeks. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. I saw the operation of this scripture live in my life yesterday. Yesterday was my first child's birthday, Nifemi, 10 years. So we did a little party for her, um, 10 years, just thanking God. And we had a prayer meeting in the morning. For the next eight weeks, we are inviting all intercessors in church just to pray towards the establishment of these two services. So, of course, I came. And, I mean, Nifemi had been checking the weather forecast all week. And it had shown that there's going to be rain on Saturday. And a big part of the party was outdoors. So, of course, we are trusting God for good weather. As I was coming to church, it's still raining and rain everywhere. 
I remember I was actually on Okwebi Bridge when I, this scripture came to my heart. I said, God, I'm putting your kingdom first. I'm going to church to pray for the two services. I believe you for favorable weather so that the party can hold. It rained all morning into afternoon, but around one o'clock, the clouds just started opening up and we had sunshine. Just enough, not too much for us to enjoy our party. And we had a wonderful time. You know, favorable weather can be added to you. May rain not come and mess up your wedding reception or your outdoor party or whatever it is you are doing. Added to me. Ah, Pastor T, how do you know it was your prayer? I don't know. All I know is that it was raining. Google said it will rain all day. I prayed and the rain stopped. Once I was blind, now I see. I don't need to understand how it happened. I just know what God said that I believed happened in my life. Favorable weather was added to me. May favorable things be added to you this season in Jesus' name. Put God first. That's the first text. Second text, 1 Samuel 12, 24. They're talking about you being involved in the establishment of those two services. Next Sunday, when you're coming, bring one or two people. Somebody came to our party yesterday. He brought his entire village. People should be doing that for church service. We only invited him. <laughs> brought his village. <laughs> Glory be to God. Hired a bus and brought his village to the party. No, I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you what happened. First Samuel 12, 24. I, was, I remember those days. My second pastorate in Kingswood. So what happened was after we planted Alagbado Church, then we moved the Alagbado Church to Okoba. We grew there. Then we went back and we planted the Alagbado Church. So this was in Okoba Church. I can't remember the competition then. One of these World Cups. That, and it was in Asia, I think. So the match was being played in the morning here, in the evening there. I think it was under 20 or so. We had finished service. We had our praise and worship in service. We had a good time. So the football match started during the service. As we were going home, or as the service was wrapping up, the match ended. Everybody had Nigeria won. By the time we were going home, people were rejoicing on the streets, shouting and greeting that Nigeria won. God told me, if you praise me like these people, your life will not remain the same. I learned a lesson that day. All this praising God as if you are competing with Pillar. I stopped doing it in my life. So sometimes when you see me dancing violently, that, that was the day God gave me that revelation. Praise God. So sometimes you can learn from people that bring their village to party. You just look at them. Ah, I will do this for church. And your life will move forward. Amen. First Samuel 12, 24. Only fear the Lord. Talked about the fear of the Lord last month. And serve him in truth. This is Samuel advising Saul. And I'm advising you today by the Spirit of God. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your hearts. For consider what great things God has done for you. Is there anybody here that God has done great things for? You're sure? I think that word will help you tremendously. Amen. All right, let's get into the word for today. Genesis chapter 1. Let's rise up for the reading of God's word. Genesis chapter 1. Everybody can have a new beginning. And God showed us how to do it. In Genesis 1, Moses wrote how God had a new beginning. 
And this is part of what we're going to do for the next, next eight weeks. We're going to pick out secrets. I want to talk about that word secrets. I couldn't get into it in the first service. I hope time will permit me to do it in this service. Secrets. Secrets that can give you a new beginning. God showed Moses his secrets. How did I start all over again? Because God started all over again here. Let's read together from verse 1. Don't read out loud. Just follow me. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. Maybe that's how somebody's life looks. Um, Without form. Void. That is empty. Empty bank accounts, empty soul, empty house. Darkness. You can't see a bright future. Maybe. That's what happened here. Now, that wasn't what God created. This is how we knew God had a new beginning. God cannot create darkness. God cannot create void. God cannot create it without form. As you will see when you read the chapter. So what God was doing was recreating. From verse 3. Or from the latter part of verse 2. Oh, praise God. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. Can we repeat that phrase together? Shout out loud, let there be light. Someone that didn't shout, join us this time and shout out loud, let there be light. And there was light. Amazing. And God saw the light, verse 4, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. So, the evening and the morning were the first day. Father, we thank you for the blessing upon the reading of your word. Speak to us again in this second service through your word. Let there be light. In every heart, in every life, in every marriage, in every business, in every career, in every ministry, in everyone's finances and academics, in all aspects of our lives. Light that will usher in a new beginning. We give you the praise. In Jesus' name. Please be seated. Can I have my face towel? Everyone can have a new beginning. You, new beginning can mean you are starting afresh or you are going to another level. You finish primary six, you go to secondary school, you start GSS one, new beginning, next levels. All you need is to know what to do or what makes it happen. And you then engage it with faith and wisdom as the Spirit of God leads you, with the grace that God provides you, and you will have it. And you can look at scriptures like this. How did God have a new beginning? How did God deal with the without form that was in his earth? How did God deal with the void that was on his earth? How did God deal with the darkness? That's the first thing. I want to share from the word today. I know I've said many other things. So just, we're just starting the word here. New beginning. In other words, you can recreate your world. 
oh, that the last relationship I had, it didn't work out. Or the, my marriage, everything was upside down. You can recreate that marriage. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Ah, the last business I did, I lost many, a lot of money. You can recreate or start a new business. Glory be to God. Recreation, restarting, renewing, refreshing, restoring. Every Sunday in this church, our prayer focus is restoration and renewal and comfort. We're going to push out some scriptures to you again this Sunday that you can meditate on and pray with. These things are so simple. Just do them over and over again. After a while, you start seeing manifestations. So what did we see God doing here? What did God do to kickstart his new beginning? Let there be light. It's so simple. It takes the devil to misunderstand it. Somebody shout, let there be light. In other words, there was no light before. Praise God. Now let there be light. So, this is what to understand. Listen very carefully. You may think it's this physical light. Elect- of course, I, mean, I think everybody knows that. There was no electricity in Genesis 1. So the light they said God saw is not electricity. We didn't invent electricity on this earth until the 20th century, if I'm correct. I don't know. So it's not electricity. What most people think is that that was the sun or the light from the sun. But that's also not true. Because if you read Genesis chapter 1 very carefully, you see that the sun, God did not speak the sun into existence until the fourth day or thereabouts. So which light is God talking about here? If it's not electricity and if it's not sunshine, those are the only two lights we have. What is he talking about here? He's talking about inner light. In fact, this is what I've come to realize. It's very possible that the whole of Genesis chapter 1, nothing happened on the outside. And I can prove that to you. Number one is from this light. When God said, let there be light, he was speaking about spiritual illumination. Inner light. Vision on the inside. It was later in the fourth day that God said, let there be sun and stars. And I'm now telling myself, as I'm studying, I'm looking at it again. Even when he said, let, it doesn't mean that the sun appeared that day. Let me explain how I know that's possible. Because Genesis 1, 28, 26 to 28, God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And this is what the Bible said. Let us make them male and female. Now, when we read that, we think it was as he was saying it. That Adam and Eve came forth. But that's not what happened. When you read Genesis chapter 2, the Bible now told us that God formed the man out of the dust of the earth. And it was only Adam God formed. And then God breathed into his nostrils. And Adam became a living soul. Then God brought the animals to name Adam. And Adam named all of them. But there was no help meat suitable for him. Then God now made Adam to sleep. And brought out his rib and created Eve. Then brought Eve to Adam. All that in Genesis chapter 2. So who were the male and female that were created in Genesis 1.28? In that picture. In that picture. I believe the whole of Genesis 1 was inside things. And this may be the explanation to evolution. 
it doesn't mean the day God said it. That that's when he saw it all, but he saw it on the inside. Doesn't mean that's when it became physical. Now, but that's another message for another day. Hello? The main thing here is that day one of your new beginning. Who is interested in a new beginning here? You need spiritual illumination. This is what Ephesians 1 is talking to us about. That the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. Verse 18. That you may know the hope of God's calling. Know something on your inside. Spiritual illumination. We are talking about inner light. Somebody shout inner light. Another word we can use is vision. You are seeing something because of the light you have that may not be physical. I've said this to us in this church once. I've said it a thousand times. It's been a while since I mentioned it. So some of you new kids on the block may not know. But here it is. Listen. If you are drinking Gary on the outside, may you not be drinking Gary on the inside. And we are talking about inner lights. So on the outside, all I can afford is Gary. That's where my status is now. And that's how much poverty has dealt with me. On my inside, I own Sheraton. And every meal, I eat a seven-course meal. Ah, how would that happen? Let there be light to make it happen. Let there be a vision that the darkness on the outside is not compromising on the inside. That's the main key to have a new beginning. Yesterday, like I said, was Nifemi's 10th birthday, my first child. And of course, spending the whole day, I was just, we were thanking God, 10 years. Before she was born 10 years ago, the years preceding that, they were the darkest years of our life and our marriage. We had Nifemi seven and a half years into our marriage. Year one and two, maybe okay. Ah, we just got married, okay. By year three like this, particularly as all our other friends are having children. It wasn't funny. And on top of that, we suffered two very painful miscarriages. Dark moments. Apart from the wala of not being able to conceive, and even when God even helps you to manage to conceive, you lose miscarriage. All kind of ugly things will happen. One year we had said we're going to do LVF, paid money to doctor, bought medication. Pastor, I started using the medication because you have to start using it in Nigeria before you go to America. Those days doing IVF in Nigeria wasn't that common or wasn't that popular. Go to America, and one immigration officer said, you're not entering America, man. Go back. They put on a plane and returned that that night. Very, very emotionally shattering. Why? You didn't tell them in embassy in Nigeria that you were coming to do IVF. Useless excuse. Darkness. But out of all that, God says, showing us things. See, when I tell you that I've not had a bad day in 10 years, it's out of those dark experiences that things started, things like this. In your darkness, you can't have children, you're having miscarriages. Even when you want to use medical assistance, devil is still blocking you. Then God starts teaching you that, look, they can touch the outside. They can block you from entering their country at the gate, but they can't touch the inside. Nobody can touch your inside. 
On Wednesday, we're talking about who are you allowing to stop you. The limit anybody has power over you is just your circumstances. But when you do like God, okay, Satan, oh, you've made black darkness everywhere, no void, uh, void everywhere, no form everywhere. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do the miracle on my inside. You can't come here. And out of the inside, it will grow out. Somebody say, let there be light. Shout spiritual illumination. Look at your neighbor and say, inner image, inner picture, inner light. Look at somebody and say, vision. Let me give you another Bible word for it. Hope. That's what is happening here. Even God needed hope. How much more you and I? The last thing you need when you are in a very dark, difficult place is to be hopeless, to be depressed, to be sad. You don't need that. In fact, when things are dark on the outside, that's when you need hope. What was God doing here? Hey, everywhere is void. Everywhere is dark. Everywhere is without form. But I see, I see green trees. I see fishes in the water. I see stars in the sky. I see a sun in the sky. And I see men and women. Hope! That's where you start your new beginning from. Romans 5, 5, the Bible said, Hope maketh not ashamed. I prophesy over someone under the sound of my voice. On sight or online, today, this new beginning, this season, marks the end of shame and reproach in your life. In the name of Jesus! Like 10 years ago, marked the end of shame because of barrenness in our own life. Hallelujah. Hope maketh, in other words, once you can have inner light and have hope, and remember, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Your faith works with your hope. Once you can cultivate hope, just give it time. Give it time. Hallelujah. Philippians 1 and verse 20. Hear what Apostle Paul said. According to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed. Will someone lift their hands this morning and declare with me by reason of the new beginnings that God will bring forth in my life through hope in nothing I shall be ashamed. Nothing. Financially, you will not be ashamed. Maritally, you will not be ashamed. Concerning children, you will not be ashamed. This is the key. The God key. Hope. And let me help you. How can you get hope? There are several ways. One, you can get it from the word, the revelation of the word like I'm teaching. Number two, and very important, from amazing testimonies in other people's life, in your own life, hope was stirred up in me afresh again. As I was just sitting back and thanking God for what he has done for us the last 10 years. Announced with Nifemi's birth. The miracle started before she was born. No, you know it's not the day you conceive the baby that you give birth to the baby. Uh-huh. So at the minimum, nine months before that. And I can tell you at the minimum, possibly another year or nine months for these revelations to be forming before she was conceived. Hope. What can give you hope is testimonies of other people. 
So you hear Pastor T's testimony. Maybe you are here, you too, you are believing God for children. Whether it's up to seven and a half years of marriage or longer. Rest, my brother, my sister. Like God did it for us, God will do your own this season. Like we had our own new beginning in this area 10 years ago. You too, you will have your own new beginning. I love that sister's testimony that just four days to her 40th birthday, she got married. And like Pastor Bonala said, not just any husband, a Canadian husband. Whatever that means. <laughs> God will give somebody a supernatural marriage this season in Jesus' name. Someone said, God gave me a contract. The commission I made was six times more than my annual salary. God will give someone that kind of financial breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Somebody said, my daughter, I gave back to my daughter prematurely. She hasn't worked for 18 months or so. Then one day she was in her house and the Holy Ghost brought to her memory that by this time tomorrow. And she, before she knew it, she just saw her daughter standing up. Suddenly like that. And the daughter had not worked. Born prematurely. It, they, they told me that by eight months, a normal baby should start working. This is like another eight months after. Baby just got up and started working. God will give someone that kind of healing testimony in the name of Jesus. Hope. And hope can come. That's why we share testimonies in church. Hallelujah. Let me close this morning by giving you the second thing you can do. So that is the God key that we can learn from the beginning. Let me give you the King's Word key that we have learned in 30 years since we received this vision. How can I have a new beginning? I won't have time to talk about secrets again, but this is one secret we have had in King's Word. Prayer. You can pray yourself into a new beginning. Particularly prayer in tongues. Praying in other tongues. In this church, we call it pursuit. God pursued us when we were sinners. God left his throne in heaven, took up sinful flesh, went through every shadow he needed to go through, climbed every mountain he needed to climb, Kick down every wall, needed to kick down. Pursued us to save us. One of the best wisdom or secrets you can learn is what God did for you and God did to you. God pursued you, learned to pursue God back. God loved you, learned to love God back. God gave to you, learned to give to God back. See the model that God has demonstrated. The only one thing you need to do, or Samuel told so, fear God and serve Him. For consider how good he has been good he has been to you. Consider that God pursued you, then you to now pursue God back. That's why we call our prayers pursuit. That's where the revelation of pursuit came from. They should not be chasing you to pray, oh my brother, my sister. It's a manifestation that you have not seen how much God loved you before. We should not be chasing you to pursue God, oh. It's an expression that you don't know what God has done for you. Pursue God. In prayer, particularly prayer in other tongues. This is what we have learned in 30 years. Old. I want to give you a 30-year secret of King's Word Ministries. Like Moses gave us a beginning secret of God. God had hope. That's what Moses was telling us in Genesis 1. God called forth light on the inside in a dark situation. So we've taken God's own. Let me give you King's Word own. We pray in tongues, sir. And it works together. See, that's what Paul was teaching us in Ephesians chapter 1. Pray in the Spirit until hope rises. 
Can I hear loud amen? amen? Listen to these five meanings of what pursuit is to us in Kingsford that God has given us. As I close. And these things can happen in the place of prayer. Number one, pursuit is a purposeful spiritual investment. When I'm praying, I'm praying in the spirit, in pursuit of God. I'm making spiritually, I'm buying shares in the spirit. I'm buying real estate in the spirit. Purposeful spiritual investment. I've taught these things before. I won't have time to expound on them today. Number two, pursuit is a profound I'm using peace for all of them so somebody will not forget. A profound devotion and dedication to God. Paul said, I'm I'm confident that what I've kept in God's hands, it can preserve to the last day. Put your marriage in God's hands, it can never fail. Put your career in God's hands, it can never fall. Put your family in God's hands, it will never crumble. How do you do it? Pursuit. A profound devotion. And dedication to God. Number three, pursuit is a preparation. I am preparing myself for the next level. Someone called me yesterday and prophesied over Nifemi. Said, thank God for the last 10 years. But I see her 10 years from now. She will be this, she will be that, she will be that. Do you know God has a plan for your life? Are you sure? Prepare for it. Prepare for it. I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of peace and love. Prepare for it. How do you do it in pursuit? How many people know that God is going to make you richer by this time tomorrow? Happier by this time tomorrow? Wiser by this time tomorrow? Prepare for it today. Number four, pursuit is what? A press. I I forget the past and I press into, I lay hold of what God has for me. You do it prayer. Praying in tongues. And lastly, this morning, pursuit is a positioning. May you not be in VI when God is putting your blessing in Alagado. Ah, you didn't hear that prayer. May you not be on the left when God is putting your blessing on the right. Position. We check this story. They showed this angel, one lady's picture in heaven. I will say it the other way so nobody will think I'm talking about them. When they showed the angel the picture in heaven, she was light-skinned. Between the journey of the angel from heaven to earth, she had gone to dark tanner skin. So the angel came to service looking for a light-skinned lady and walked by her because she had dark-skinned, she had tanner skin. You know it's the other way around, but you my point. <laughs> she wasn't positioned. <laughs> of course, that's a joke. But the point is you need to be rightly positioned. Thank God Joseph was in the prison when the chief butler came. Because if he had not met that butler rightly positioned in the prison, he may never have made it to the palace. Nobody here will miss their palace appointment in the name of Jesus. How do I know? Because you will be in pursuit. You will be praying in the spirit. And when you are in pursuit, you will be rightly positioned. Rise on your feet this morning. Lift those hands to him. And begin to pray. Kalaposha. If you had anything about prayer this morning, two amazing platforms for you in this church. Number one, pray with Dr. K. Every weekday, 1 p.m. Just 15 minutes a day with Dr. K. It will change your life. Then our own pursuit prayers. 5.30 a.m. in the morning, 9 p.m. at night. 
then all the special meetings we call from time to time. Connect, connect with God in prayer. We have seen prayer change lives so in King's Word. Can tell you in almost 30 years since we received this vision. Today, Dr. K and Pastor May were doing a vow renewal celebration. 20 years of marriage. Look at how far praying in tongues have brought us. Come on, talk to him, talk to him, talk to him. Talk to him. Somebody's eyes of understanding need to open to prayer this morning. Let there be light. Come on, keep praying. Open the eyes of the blind. Purify our hearts in your fire. Shantasote, breathe in us, we pray. Shataya Labosa, let there be light. Let there be light. Open our hearts to your heart. Open our hearts to your heart. We are desperate just to know who you are. Desperate just to know who you are. Shine in us, we pray. One more time from the top. Let there be light. Open our eyes. Open the eyes of the blind. Let there be light. Open the eyes of the blind. Purify our hearts in your fire. Purify our hearts in your fire. Breathe in us, we pray. Breathe in church and pray in the Holy Ghost pray in the Holy Ghost let God grant you a revelation of prayer see hope in being prayerful Shandagato keep praying everyone keep praying you are in this service you are not born again raise your hands sky high let Jesus know you want to give him your heart and your life today that is the light you need the light of salvation that's the hope you need, the hope of salvation. While the rest of the congregation is praying, you are here, you want to say, Jesus, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Surrender my life to you. I surrender my life to you. Maybe you've been born again before. You want to rededicate your heart to him. Raise your hand sky high. Ushers, please walk around. Whether in the hall or in the gallery, anyone raising their hand, give them that decision card. You need to get born again. You need to rededicate your heart. Raise that hand to God this morning. I want a new beginning. I need a new beginning. I'm desperate for a new beginning. Things must change in my life. Well, the beginning is for you to get born again. Quickly, raise your hand sky high. You want to get born again? You want to rededicate your life? 
Good news embracing the poor, comfort for all those who mourn the broken hearted. Songwriter said, Let the light that shines above the light of heaven become the light that shines in us. There's no darkness in your way. So, Jesus, have your way. Glory be to God. Lift your hands. I declare over you, let there be light. Darkness will not hide from you the new beginning and the next levels that God has prepared for you this season. Give the Lord a shout of praise if you believe it. 